Hey, what's up everybody? Uh, thanks for joining us. Today we sit down for our first After Dark series after show with Station 8 producer and beat chef Drew Morris, aka Drew Beats. Take a listen to his live set that we filmed and recorded here at Station 8 on our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Station 8 Productions. Enjoy. All right, live Station 8 first After Dark after show. Got Nick Hine and Mr. Drew Morris, Drew Beats. Yes, yes. Featured on our first After Dark special. What's up, Drew? What's up, man? How y'all feeling today? Good, my friend. Good. <laughs> it's funny, right? A little bit awkward, but that's all right. We're going to make it work. It's been a cold chair. one today. Chair, bro. It's been insanely cold, yeah. We got ice on the ground, ice covering everything. I think everybody in Memphis is enjoying it right now. Oh, yeah. They're loving it right now, man. Yeah. Scraped my uh, scraped my car for like 10 minutes this morning. My hand was numb. Man. Life of uh, the normal <sighs> people. Let me tell you. Well, we have things that are not so normal happening with the After Dark special. That was our first, uh, I guess, live production. First uh, DJ special started off by Drew Beats and hosted by Drew Beats. Yes, sir. So this is um, basically a chance to sit down and talk more with Drew about kind of what he has going on and, and uh, maybe just learn a little bit more about him. So let's uh, let's start it off, Drew. Tell us about yourself. What are you doing in Memphis? Um, I'm a mainly an electronic music producer, but I am a music producer um, <laughs> of all genres for sure. But my uh, my go to is anything in the electronic realm. Um, but I'm also a musician. I play piano. I sing. Um, I consider myself a singer songwriter. I don't do as much of that as I. I'd like to, um, but um, just trying to hold it down and uh, make a name for myself here in Memphis, being a music producer and getting the opportunity to work with other artists and uh, collab with other artists has been pretty awesome. So really just trying to build my my uh, my catalog of, of uh, work. You know? Yeah. Repertoire. Speaking of that, I mean, I'm learning more about your electronic music, and obviously we had the set here, and that was an awesome. That was all originals, or mostly originals. Yeah, it was I think. All, all originals. There was a, a remix at the end, that Roses remix, that was solid. Um, and, then, and then the Beastie Boys one. Yeah, there was a Beastie Boys like sample kind of remix thing that I did. Sad but yeah, all all, uh, all original stuff in that set. <clears throat> well, before we jump right into that, I want to touch on what you said about you know, working in other genres. I think I've heard some stuff that you did that wasn't electronic with, it was amalgamation. Yeah. Yeah. That, so like, how is that kind of an example of what you mean by music other than electronic music that you've been a part of? Yeah, absolutely. That, that would be one example. Um, where can yeah. we find that? Um, Spotify, YouTube, really any of the streaming platforms, uh, amalgamation. Clever. Um, yeah. It's nation, uh, not nation, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> It's uh, me and Nick for you right there. But yeah, that was that was super fun to work on. Um, a little bit more live instrumentation. Still mixed with a little electronic elements, um, but <clears throat> more so just trying to be creative and not really make any style of music. Just kind of create whatever feels right in the moment. And I think the I think we did that pretty well, in my opinion. So too. Yeah. <laughs> that's great music. Do yeah. you think that same <clears throat> philosophy kind of bleeds over into the electronic realm? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I'm constantly experimenting with my my sound, and um, you know, I still kind of feel I'm getting closer, but I still feel like I haven't nailed down my specific sound. Maybe I have. I'm you know, but I definitely feel like I've gotten closer than you know the last couple of years of when I've started. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I really try to not 
get stuck in one genre or one style of music like even any eps or stuff i released you'll hear you know you could hear a really heavy bass track and then the next one might be a you know an island song that's chill and you can lay on the beach and you know drink a mojito and you know but the other song you wouldn't want to do that because it's just like you know you're ready to party if you're listening to it you know got a good range yeah i I try to yeah exactly i try to spread that range pretty far um just because a i like to showcase my musical taste um because i literally love everything i mean country's a little you know questionable but there's some country past the year 2000 yeah i was about to say what like country music post 2000 right i have heard your ass sing some country songs like i said i'm not gonna like garth i didn't say i didn't Dude, I like Garth Brooks. Hell yeah, no. I like Garth Brooks. What was his uh <laughs> what was his like rock alter ego? Uh, I don't know, man. Darth looks. <laughs> no, it was like it's like David something, I feel hmm. like. Well, anyway, I'm not here talking about Garth Brooks, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um well, okay, so when you when you like give me an idea of like a day in the life, like I think I've gathered um that you're a bit of a, a morning person. You kind of like to wake up yeah. and create. So like <laughs> When you wake up and you're about to make some music and also it's part of this, like when you get on that path of like, hey, I'm going to make the, this is going to be that beach chill song and this is going to be that like heavy bass. Yeah. You know, wah wah. It's like, what's what's the difference in the day? Like, tell me about it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question. Um, normally, every day besides Sundays, Sundays are the day that I try to take off. But every day, the Lord's day. And e- even most Sundays, I'm still up early working on music. But every day I normally try to wake up around you know, anywhere from six to eight, just depending. And uh, normally make me some coffee. Shout out to Jay Brooks, some Memphis roasters. Um, they're awesome. But start me off with some coffee. <clears throat> um, get uh, honestly get right into it. Um, I got my little setup at the house that I do a lot of the pre-production stuff, and then I'll kind of bring it here. But it really it's all about the vibe that I'm in that day. I mean, uh, if it's a it's if it's a rainy, chill day, I'm probably gonna lean more towards the lo-fi chill vibey something you know but if i get up and i just have all this energy and i'm you know right off the cuff you know singing something or just hearing something cool you know i might go a little heavier with it or just experiment i mean i i have a a couple multiple uh, analog scents that i tinker with Uh, i'm not a professional with the analog stuff yet by any means i want to get more into the uh the euro rack and modular stuff um, but I also have my, my like baby grand piano that, uh, <clears throat> sometimes I'll start off songs with that and kind of get a chord progression and then transfer that into, uh, Ableton and kind of get a, a bass idea. And then it really just happens in the moment, you know, it, sometimes I have a more clear idea of where I'm headed and sometimes it's just you know happy accidents in the moment that kind of take it where it goes so and that's the beauty of creating in my opinion is just like you're literally bringing life to something that wasn't existing before you know what i mean and it's just being able to do that as a human is the coolest thing there's something profound about man creating something and having it exist solely because you do like you you woke up this thing didn't exist and Mm -hmm. then a couple hours later there's somewhat of something that exists that might turn into something even cooler you know and Mm -hmm. and the whole purpose for me is i mean one of my main purposes is i want to make people feel something with this music you know i want you to listen to it and be like oh my gosh let me you know rewind or let me start that over like what was that or you know i just 
I want not necessarily a wow factor, but I just want there to be that something in each song that sentiment. Yeah, exactly. That really <clears throat> means something. And it might not do it with everybody, but you know, as long as one person felt something in that song, you know, then I'm cool with it. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. How long have you been producing and making music? I mean, do you kind of consider those one and the same, like in terms of creation? Like, do you view producing as. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. That's a good question because I've been in music my whole life. Um, my Is mom, your family musical? Okay, yeah, my mom. Go. My mom teaches kinder music, and she still does. And uh, That's awesome. Shout out my mom. Uh, yeah, she. Uh, so yeah, started me young. You know, I think I started like maybe violin lessons when I was like three or something. That didn't last long. You know, I switched. I've, I've taken all the different lessons: piano, guitar. You know, you name it. Um, and then luckily I landed on piano, which is, you know, my main instrument that I play. But, um, and then growing up in high school and middle school, I was in band, you know, I was in church choirs. I was in, um, you know, a couple different rock bands with friends and stuff like that. Nothing crazy. But then I guess when I was around 15 or 16 in high school, I got, um, I had, you know, just a dinky little Windows 95 or something passed down computer from my uncle and my dad um, helped me get cool edit pro which was the program that i was the first program i ever the d first doll that i ever installed and, and messed around with and i remember having a little casio keyboard routing through this um i think it was an m audio interface or something like that and then I had a little sm58 you know and i was just you know being trying to figure it all out you know what i mean i'd love to find those files somewhere because they'd be hilarious. But that was kind of my entry into it. Um, in entry into music production was that, and that definitely sparked my, uh, my interest in that. Um, and then I went off to college. Um, I was actually got a scholarship to uh, UT Chattanooga to be an opera singer. Um, so I was actually doing that right before I went to college, I was taking vocal lessons twice a week. I was in, you know, choir. I was really like trying to make that my thing. And I really enjoyed it, honestly. Um, but getting into, uh, getting in when I, when I went to college and everything and started taking these classes and getting serious with it, the more and more, I you know, did it, the more and more I, I loved it, but it wasn't the thing that I loved. You know what I mean? It, it was fun and all, but it was just a little too, <clears throat> Um, <clears throat> classical, I guess, in a sense for me and technical structured. Yeah. And I mean, I wanted to be able to create more than just, you know, get a sheet of music and have to sing it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, um, well, you're from Memphis. You got to bend the rules a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. So came back to Memphis after, after a couple years of college, didn't finish. Um, but came back to Memphis and that's when I met up with, uh, a friend, um, and we did Tennessee Bass Massacre, and that was like kind of my first entry into the electronic world. Um, with D, well, my first entry into DJing and in the electronic world. I, a couple years before that, you know, I was listening to you know Bass Nectar and Infected Mushroom and stuff that popped up on LimeWire that was you know electronic and stuff that was just crazy at the time because I was like, what in the world is this? You know what I mean? And um, and then looking back on it now, it's like, dude, this is the, this is the tits, you know what I mean? Like, this is so cool. But, uh, <clears throat> um, so yeah, it started that, um, we did Tennessee Bass Massacre for a couple years. Um, we played some pretty big shows around the, to the States. I mean, we went to 
up to Pittsburgh. We played in Pennsylvania. We got to open up for Juicy J in uh, Oklahoma <laughs> City. Um, we got to play the Kingdom Rave in Atlanta, which was like a huge thing at the time, <clears throat> and that was awesome. Um, but yeah, so that we kind of went our separate ways mutually, and um, I guess I took about a year off. You know, I really got serious at the job I was working. Uh, I was doing like security technician, installing security cameras and stuff. And I was just like, you know, I, I, I didn't know if I was done with music or not. You know, I was just kind of like in this weird limbo, but I, I was still always like playing piano and, you know, singing in the car and stuff. It wasn't just like a deadened time. But um, then I started coming over here to Station 8 um, a couple years after that. I guess it was really about a year or two after that. And, uh, that's when Nick and I kind of started Amalgamation and that was the first time that I really started being creative again. And, and that was the most creative I've ever been in that time as well. Like it was just the, the funnest, coolest thing to, you know, really expand the horizons and learn not only the proper, you know, way to produce music and how to mix music and engineer, but just how to, you know, operate in a, legit studio and not just like going over to your friend's house you know and you know bringing your launch pad and doing some which there's nothing wrong with that you know that's you can create some amazing stuff like that but having this experience has helped me tremendously become you know the the producer that i'm am and the producer that i want to be in the long run yeah you kind of mentioned that and you're talking about starting your day a lot of times you operate the house and you know yeah. you have the opportunity to come in here in a full studio and produce and mix and create yeah. like what is there any specific advantages you can point out like from that just in comparison well i mean from a pre-production post-production standpoint it's amazing because you know i'm used to or before the studio you know i was just used to doing everything on my laptop or at the house with my you know little sapphire pro interface you know nothing crazy um, and again, you can get the job done 100%, you know, with, with that stuff. Um, but being able to come into here, come in here and, um, being able to upload my like stems essentially into the, the studio computer and have all the functionality of the inboard outboard gear and the, all just the, you know, the array of plugins and stuff we have here. Um, and then being able to bounce ideas off Nick, uh, it's just, you know, it, it's been a tremendous help with uh the growth for sure for yeah sure. It's been nick awesome. have you been able to spot any of this all this change in creation and working with drew yeah for sure yeah you can hear it like the structure and just all of it to be honest with you i mean i think there was like a a very specific window <clears throat> in which i saw the change but i don't i don't know if i could pinpoint that window the but studio I, I does think it, it was probably yeah. it would probably be what was the name of your first EP? Taking a Breath Underwater? Was that? Uh, well, I did the, for some reason, I released a full length album, my first release, Little Moon Village. Little Moon Village. Uh, yeah. yeah. After Little Moon Village. Yeah, that was Taking a Breath Underwater. Taking a Breath yeah. Underwater, I think, was when I first saw like the biggest change. Yeah. In the way where, can we, where can we find that? Uh, it's, it's everywhere, man. Uh, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, all the streaming platforms. Um, I'm still working on get they're they're on YouTube, but I'm still working on getting like you know a little bit better videos, just like the text, you know, with mm -hmm. with some visualizer or something. But they're on YouTube, but mainly yeah, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, Bandcamp are the main the main things at this moment. So this set that you just did, what do you feel like the evolution has been from 
that album, <laughs> that that EP to to now and what you just did? Well, um, it's been a pretty crazy evolution, you know. I with those production or with that EP, you know, I was really just beginning to scratch the surface of you know what my sound hopefully is transforming into. Because <clears throat> if you do go listen to Little Moon Village and like he's saying, compare it to that, I mean, the production style is is a good bit different. You know, I was super different. Yeah, because Little Moon Village, in my opinion, is still kind of like in the more amalgamation, yeah. lot, like almost jam bandy yeah. kind of vein, which I love. You know, more and vocals, more guitar. Yeah, more, exactly. More and then I've you know kind of kind of shifted. More so, you know, over these last EPs into the more, you know, heavy bass driven, you know, crazy wobbles and just off kilter, you know, electronic sounds um, and really trying to step my beat game up as well, you know, and, and make those as unique as possible and something that's not just, you know, you hear every day and and that's hard, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge to do that, but it's a... Uh, I wouldn't wouldn't want it any other way because I love doing this. Yeah, well, you mentioned playing shows and touring around, having some great opportunity to play with good musicians. Um, what type of shows do you enjoy playing? And I mean, when you're not in the middle of a yeah global pandemic, global pandemic you know, yeah. like what what are you trying to to accomplish when you're going out there and playing yeah. your sets for people and DJing for folks? Um, I guess so. My favorite shows to play, um, I guess, would be just the the smaller intimate you know real dingy sweaty venues you know that are just in your face people are came to get down you know what i'm saying it's not just a bunch of standing around and drinking with your buddies in the corner or whatever it's like you came to dance you know and really have a good time and you know i've only played a handful of those um are you uh, a dancer honestly me? Oh, yeah, yeah for you sure. Me, dude? The other day he was like, "Hold on, I gotta start down. this song over. I need to dance it." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Start it over. I gotta dance, man." Yeah, I'm a dancer for sure, dude. I get down. That's uh, that's what it's all about, man. It's um, it's just gotta catch a vibe with this music. You know what I mean? But um, the shows um, the, um, the shows, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about what you like to play. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What so shows it, do you like to play? So. It kind of depends on like if I'm opening for someone, um, you know, I'll try to be somewhat considerate of like my because I have so many styles that I can play in. You know, I, I don't just do the heavy bass or I don't just do the chill or the jammy. You know, I can kind of my main goal is to mesh all of them together in one awesome sound, you know, and that's that's the sound that I'm trying to obtain. And like I said, I hope I'm I feel like I'm getting closer to it, but it, there's still a ways to go. Um, cause it is, it's very hard to mesh the, the crazy heaviness with the really pretty melodic and, and there's some awesome producers out there, you know, that are nailing it. Absolutely. For sure. But, um, yeah, it kind of depends on if I'm opening for a, you know, an artist like, um, you know, we, we were supposed to have the show, uh, I was going to open up for late night radio here at, uh, the growlers right before the pandemic happened. So that, that show never happened, but uh, yeah, I was planning a set for that. That was you know, really uh, elect electro soul, you know, pretty light style, kind of jammy, had a lot of instrumentation in it, but also some cool, cool bass. Um, but then, you know, 
I've opened up for other artists like Cyber Optics. Shout out Cyber Optics here in Memphis. Um, you know, a little bit more heavy. You know, I'll kind of shift to maybe a little heavier set. Um, but I don't ever jeopardize, you know, my style or try to be so different that I'm not myself. You know what I mean? Like, and try to fit the mold of who I'm. I'm, I'm always going to play what I feel, you know, is, is the, the right thing at the time. Um, but going to show or going back to talking about shows, um, one of the funnest ones that, um, well, two of them really, cause we, we threw the, uh, EP release, taking a breath underwater EP release at the bluff. Yeah, that was a good show. Um, that was, God, what was that? Two years ago, I guess. And then right before the pandemic, we, in January, last January, we did the, <clears throat> one at black lodge i don't think that was an ep release mm, cool. that one was fun but dude that was so fun nick was jamming on guitar with me had uh will that's more uh, like drew beats and friends yeah though, so right? yeah so that's a whole nother you know that's a whole nother thing that i guess um, it's still drew beats but it is yeah just... but the drew beats and friends is uh nick on guitar and gilliam on uh, the turntables and we kind of have a more live um experimental electronic feel to it and those are fun for the more you know, late night radios, pretty light right. style instead of like the heavier DJs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I want to dig a little deeper into that. It seems like based on everything you're describing that the network of DJs, producers, electronic music makers and everything is really important in the city. Who do you, oh, yeah. who, do you who are you working with, affiliating with? Like what's, yeah. what's the team right now and what are you guys doing together? Man. Uh, Even if it's just supporting one another, yeah, right? I mean, like what's going on? Yeah. For the most part, we're all just, you know, homies and support each other. Um, you know, there's a few, few producers, um, at the moment that, you know, I have some collabs with, uh, odd Wilson, um, is, is a good homie. We've got a couple tracks that we've been, he's working got a on. podcast too. Uh, yeah, he's got his podcast. Nick, what's the, the tuna fish special? Yeah. The tuna fish special. Um, check, check him out, out on oh, Spotify. Yeah, shout out, shout out odd Wilson, but man, the list goes on. I mean, Gilliam, he's, he's the super homie, man. We got some tracks or at least one track that we've been kind of bouncing back and forth. It's, you know, work in progress. Um, but, uh, man, I could, I could list so many people, you know, Z Dougie, Losha, you know, shout out to the gutta kicks, Don Chuan, I mean, you got Future Everything and they and um, Future Everything doing what they're doing, which is awesome. Um, you got um, so many different little tight knit groups of of electronic music in Memphis, but we all know each other. We all you know talk to each other. Oh, and shout out the Memphis uh, Memphis House Mafia, Brian Hamilton out there um, holding it down, um, and then Scotty B, man, he did all the light clubs and everything. There's there's just so many homies here that are really doing great stuff and it's it's a really fun community to be a part of in memphis um because we you know we, we'll go to different shows that are thrown by different people but it's all kind of similar you know all the kind of same people and it's just a great time man it's really cool to be a part of it for sure that's awesome yeah well speaking of other artists i want to shift gears you're doing a lot of work now as a producer on other people's music yep and that is um through station eight productions so tell me about that um yeah man that's that's actually been uh it's kind of the focus right now yeah, yeah like would you say oh yeah, yeah you think that that's taking more of the front seat to what you're doing as opposed to the music that you're creating as drew beats and as an individual it's definitely taken more of a front seat than it ever has in the past like i've always not always but i've done this a bit in the last what i guess two years you know with with a few artists <clears throat> but it was really never my sole you know focus was to I, I always wanted to produce other artists but not you know why um 
it's just something about working with other artists. It's a it's a different it, yeah, way of looking at the music when yeah. you're trying to make someone else's music the best it can be versus right. trying to write your own music. Like that's yeah. a pretty big choice. Dude, yeah, it's it's it is, man. And it's been, you know, not necessarily a challenge, but there's definitely a balancing act of, you know, how much time I spend on this versus that and really just, you know, balancing my time in general with all this. Um and I would I would definitely say that my Drew Beats project, I guess, has taken a little bit of the backseat. But to be honest, I haven't slowed down one bit because in the backgrounds, you know, I'm I'm working on stuff. So just working twice as hard. Yeah, pretty much. And again, this is I really do believe this is what I was born to do. So I mean, I I love every waking second of this. How long have you thing. known that? When did you realize you were born to do it? I guess a couple years ago. Um, Maybe working with... That's uh, right on time. I think it's like mid-20s, right? Supposed think, to figure uh, it out by then? Is that the rule? Maybe when yeah, we were working like with uh, Christian Buchanan, and I was, you know, that was kind of like one of the first times that I got to really make a beat for an artist and see their reaction and really vibe, you know, and then write lyrics on it. And just that whole, you know, experience was was awesome for me. And <clears throat> I think that's when I knew. I was like, man, this is, you know, this is what I want to do. Like, this is... Because I love working with people, too. Like, I... It's funny because I, you know, I did the server life for a little bit. You know, I was a server and everything. And then when I went to a nine to five from that, I missed the camaraderie of, you know, being with people and like working with, you know, like just the just the public people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and uh, just dealing with people. I, I just love, you know, the community of it. But <clears throat> yeah, I think that's when I knew it's, you know, one of those first sessions really, and it was just. Yeah, like a ton of bricks. It was like, okay, this is this is your goal right now, man. Like, this is what you got to do. Make make it happen. So, and I've been trying, man. You know, I've really been busting my ass. Like, the last two years, I guess two and a half years, I was uh, working at Memphis Audio, and after after I'd get off work every day, like four o'clock, I'd come straight here, stay here till about eight or nine, and then you know, work on whatever we're working on and just kind of try to keep pushing myself and evolving and, you know, getting to the place I need to be where I can do this. You know what I mean? As on a full-time scale. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, Andy, one of the artists that you yeah. work, ex Andy, yeah. um, that you've been working with, I've been super impressed with everything that she's been yeah, man. tracking and putting out she's and you've awesome. been producing. Um, I think she just released her first single. Yep, Tamagotchi X Andy. Go check it out on YouTube. It'll be on all streaming platforms in the next few days. But yeah, she's uh, she's got a great voice, great songwriter as well. Her uh, her songwriting ability is on point. Yeah, and it's been it's a great example of your songwriting ability too, man. Just making, making it happen. Making, yeah, making man, it sound great. Yeah, thank you, dude. It's been it's been super fun with her. We got we already have like two or three more tracks in the works that. It's you hard to say they might even be better than that first one, man. I, you know, we we create one. I'm like, oh, this is this, this is the best one now, you know. So that's that's <laughs> a good, good problem to yeah, have. Yeah, it's a good, absolutely. Good and I think she's tentatively planning an EP release by the end of the year. Yeah. Yep, that's what we've talked about for sure. That's awesome. But you got the yeah. three singles, and one of them's already out. Yep. And that's awesome, man. It's yeah. definitely a good showcase of the work. Yeah, and for sure. I think that's probably the first uh, one of the first examples and best examples of kind of the new stuff that's happening at Station Eight Productions and you being a part of that yeah. and being a producer there. Absolutely. Yep. Cool. Well, what uh, right now? What are you most excited about musically? You know, is it like maybe give me give me some examples of what you're most excited about with in terms of production and working with other artists and uh, for yourself and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, I think what I'm most excited about is 
really just some of this new music that I'm making. It's uh, I really feel like it's you know starting to scratch the surface more of the the style that I want to go for, um, and being able to bring in artists such as X Andy or Urban Jones. Shout out Urban. I mean, any type of any type of artist, rapper, singer. You know, I'm I'm trying to collab with and and make something unique and beautiful and different um but it's uh yeah really just this new music that i'm working on that it will hopefully be releasing in the next you know month or two uh got a single um it's called diamond eyes and that's actually with x andy um she uh she killed it it was in the live stream oh Oh, yeah i did drop that in the live stream i think that was like the third song that i played um but it should be it should be uh, released in the next like week or two and then followed by a four song EP. Um, and yeah, some of the, and it's probably some of my most proudest work as far as sound design and, um, just overall, you know, bass music production goes. Um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. Um, that's awesome, man. I was, you talking about those artists, what I, I know you're open and creatively, I think you're, pretty adept at kind of jumping on whatever's thrown your way so far. Yeah. What type of artist, if you were just to like envision something perfect, what type of artist would you like to work with? Is there like, I mean, that could be defined as as anything genre or just like type, you know, like what do you, what do you envision there? I really, surprisingly, I really dig the the more poppy stuff. Um, I thought I was going to, I thought it was going to be the more like rap and, you know, trap, that type of stuff, which I really love doing, honestly, but um, working with more, not necessarily pop, but you know what I mean in, in the terms of uh, just the singer-songwriter vein instead of just like all rap music. You know, I like the mixture of, of both, um, but <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've really been enjoying doing like the R&B type beats with the pop and then mixing a little bit of, you know, cool sound design, bass sense in there and and just kind of mixing it up a little bit, not making something that's not really something that you would hear, you know, every day. You know what I mean? Just something a little bit different than mm-hmm. the normal and uh, experiment. And and those are my favorite people to work with. One hundred percent are the people who are down to get down to exper- dance. Yeah, get experience. <laughs> oh yeah, down to dance for <laughs> sure. But no, they you know people who want to get experimental with with it and aren't afraid to you know just hand it off to me to let me, you know, take it where I feel like it needs to go. And, uh, and then, you know, we come back in the studio and we think about it even more. We talk about other ideas and refine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a fun process. I mean, I, I, I definitely love doing, you know, just like whatever song they have, they have a complete idea ready to go. They know exactly what they want. I mean, that's, you know, much easier sometimes, you know, but, that creativeness with other like-minded individuals is is a beautiful thing. How do you speaking, you know, of that, how do you separate yourself from the artist and still like, you know, put your sauce on it but also respect what the artist brings in, yeah. you know, to the studio? Like what is how do, how do you handle that as a producer? Um, it's a good question. It's um, you know, I'm still kind of navigating those waters, um, but it really just depends on their vision, you know, how much they want that sauce versus how much they just want it to be what they want it to be. You know what I mean? Like, cause I could tell them that I might do something, but until I actually do it and put it on there and they listen to it, you know, they could hate it. They could love it. Hopefully they're going to love it. You know what I mean? Um, 
and uh in the case lately that they've loved it so it's that's a good thing but um but yeah it's it's really more of what they want and and the uh their vision you know if, if they're seeing something more you know and they want something more that they didn't even hear in the first place then by all means let me let me go go there but is know? there like a signature like is there something that you would put on the song that's just solely unique to drew beats um i definitely love the vocal chops i used to do a weekly instagram video my vocal chop saturdays man uh, there's something about it, even in you know modern day songs when they chop the vocals in a in a really creative way it's just something about that to me it gets me every time so i've really adapted that as much as i can um just making little breaks here and there that you know aren't necessarily a hook they're not necessarily a bridge they're just what it is you know this mm -hmm. kind of electronic jam set section um but then also you know just the little bit heavier bass bass synths um and all the wobbles and everything that you know you hear in bass music but when you mix those two you know sometimes it can be really really cool and fun um so again it kind of goes back to how much they want to have fun with that versus just stick to what they want to do and again i'm down with either i just you know the people who are down to experiment are definitely the fun ones. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Well, what is, as a producer DJ, DJ more specifically, what, you know, when you're, when you're making a set, you know, like yeah. we're talking what hour, two hours, three hours, whatever it might be. Days. What, how do you feel days? <laughs> how do you feel, um, you know, like in the way of making your originals versus covers, remixes and chopping up, you know, other people's music to make it give a new spin yeah. to it, something like that. Like, how do you, how do you feel about that? Um, man, I love, I love both aspects. Um, I've been mainly focused on trying to build my original content catalog just so I can always play an original set and it always be different. Like that's just my, actually my main goal when I started Drew Beats, which was only, I don't know, maybe three years ago now maybe i feel like it's only been two and a half but um my main goal was to play uh, all original set and like i just wanted to be able to do that and say that i could do that you know and it really wasn't that long after that we played that set yeah. um at high tone the small thing um it was pretty fun pretty fun stuff but um but yeah now uh you know i'm like i said i'm just trying to expand that catalog and um have a good good catalog to choose from sorry with the catalog but um <laughs> as far as remixes and covers go and playing other people's music i mean that's what a dj is you know yeah. what i mean so when i'm and, and there is a little slight difference from my live set to my dj set um, i use ableton for my live sets where i'll incorporate um, you know, some synths or a MIDI controller with vocal chops or different effects. Um, whereas my DJ set would be more for, you know, like a, uh, a party or, you know, something like that. That's a little bit more chill that they just want some tunes, you know, which I don't do that often, but, um, anyways, I use tractor and the tractor S four for that. Um, and those sets are pretty much all, um, other people's music, you know, I, I'm just kind of mixing, anything i might throw an original in there every now and then but for the most part in my ableton sets that i do for like my live shows um i try to try to do original as much as possible but also have 
some really awesome producers that I'm working with. Um, shout out the business, shout out Pyrex, shout out Father Figure. Um, the list goes on. Um, but we got some, we all have EPs in the works actually. Um, but I, I, when I do play other people's music, I try to make it some homies, you know, that I know that they're, I know their style. I know their music. Mm. Cause the, the style that I produce in is, is such a unique one that it's kind of hard to pinpoint and put your finger on like, Oh, it's that, you know? And so being able to find other producers that, that work in that area, you know, and being able to collab with them and bounce ideas off and, uh, it's been, it's been really awesome. So I really try to incorporate a lot of their, um, tracks in my sets as well. Um, especially since we have collabs in the works. Um, it's just really fun to do that. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, Oh, I love, I love doing remixes, but I really have to, I've only done a handful of them cause I handful of them. Cause I really just have to, it's just got to hit me. Like, it's just got to be like, I love this song so much. I want to try it out, you know? Mm. And I've only done a handful of them. You know, I've remixed two Pretty Lights songs and, you know, Pretty Lights is definitely my my top top inspiration when it comes to music production, um, along with a few others. But he's uh, definitely the the top dog. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, the, the remixes and the covers, I just really got to be feeling that song at that time you know yeah but i love doing them but it's not something that i'm just like okay i'm gonna remix this today or something you're really enjoying the more yeah creative and original aspect of it right yeah like uh nick and i made a breaking the habit uh, by lincoln park remix and throwback i just i love that song you know so it's just like that was just one that i wanted to remix and uh, you know, I don't do, I feel like I probably don't do remixes enough as I should, but what, what that's the say, reason. We like that flavor of depression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a, you know, what did I say? That was a, yeah, I like this flavor of depression. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was something like that. It's a little yeah. happier than the, than the original, <laughs> yeah, but still. Breaking the habit. <laughs> a little funkier. Yeah. Is that, can we find that anywhere? Not yet. That's okay. a, yeah. It's, it's not a, on SoundCloud? No, it's unreleased. I need to. <laughs> I'm the worst. I really am. I have like about that. 200 songs that are just chilling that aren't up to my standards that I haven't released, but they are probably fine. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to get better about that, um, releasing more music because I'm sitting on way too much. What's what's, uh, what's up for the rest of 2021? Yeah, so uh, like I mentioned, I got a single, Diamond Eyes with X Andy. Um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'm waiting on um a couple logistical things from the management crew which is a shout out to cryptic sound collective and prism collective out in uh, nashville and atlanta they're the ones dealing with my booking and management and they're just straight up some awesome dudes and it's been a a really literally just announced that actually last week that um congratulations yeah thank you man it's been it's been really fun um they're like i said just some down-to-earth guys that are willing to you know hound it man and just get on the phone and do what needs to be done and really make moves and it's fun working with fun working with them absolutely but um but yeah so we're going to be releasing that uh the single and then there'll be an ep following that that the single will be you know for um the name of the ep coming out hopefully in the next like two months was shifted perspectives um it'll be a four track ep um the diamond eyes will have x andy and then the rest of them will be um, just me. I, I have one that I'm going to sing on. 
and then the rest are just some really fun heavy heavy bass tracks um i'm thinking about throwing a little housey industrial song in there just because just because but um but yeah that ep is going to be really cool um hopefully that'll be out in the next you know two months um the tentative date is or the date is still to be released but it'll be soon and then um we got uh hopefully doing a uh music video at some point this year um but that's still in the works and then hopefully by the end of the year though i'll be able to around fall into fall be able to release a full full length lp and press it on vinyl and then um take pre-orders on that because i've actually believe it or not had a good amount of people asked me if I was ever going to put my stuff on vinyl. So I think that's my goal. If I can, uh, you know, be satisfied with eight to 12 tracks and feel confident to put them on an album, which I, I feel pretty confident I can do. Then I think I'm going to press it on vinyl and that'll just be something cool that I've always wanted to do anyways. So kind of check that one off the list. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in the meantime, uh, we do have the after dark as the release of this podcast, people will be able to see live DJ set. Yeah, absolutely. Mostly original, uh, with some remixes and chops in there. Um, that's what February 19th. It's a week from today Yep. as of recording this. Yeah, man, I'm really excited to drop that. That's, uh, it's cool. It, it turned out way better than and I, I think we'll have the audio to. on SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. From that set. So yeah. you'll be able to see the live performance video and, yeah, bump the set in your yeah. car. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. So I do have I have one more question, but before that, is there anything else that you want to put out there? Anything you guys have to discuss? Um, man, I really just want to thank everyone who's a listening to this, but b mainly um, listening to my stuff and supporting and showing love on all the social medias and you know sharing the stuff with your friends. What like, are those I, social I, medias again? Um, so. Pretty much everything is uh, Drew Beats 901, except for Instagram is Drew Beats Music. Cool. Um, so yeah, basically Drew Beats Music or Drew Beats 901 on anything, you'll you'll be able to find so it. So best place to find your material, maybe SoundCloud, Facebook. Yeah, Sound, SoundCloud. You type in on Facebook. Instagram is actually my my biggest platform that I try to stay active on. Um, but yeah, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify. You should be able to just type in Drew Beats, one word, Drew Beats. Um, and it should be the first one that pops up. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the main streaming things. Uh, but yeah, just really just shout out to everyone who's been supportive over these last two and a half years of me, you know, taking on this project and trying to, uh, I'm really just trying to be, I'm trying to beat myself, you know, I'm trying to be the best I can be and not, cause it's so easy to compare yourself to these other producers that I see on the daily doing these awesome things. And it's just like, God, you know, I'm not doing that today. Or, you know, it's just, it's so easy to get wrapped up in what other people are doing. And it's taken me and I'm still not there, but it's taken me a long time to shut that out of my mind and just stay focused and do what I'm doing and not worry about that. Um, but you got something good, man. Yeah. You got something good you, going. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about the future. It's been super awesome working with you guys here in the studio. And, man, we got some really cool stuff um, in the works. So I'm more than excited about yeah. this year. It's awesome to see you be such a great music producer and music maker, but also be a part of Station 8 Productions yeah, and making man. it whole. Yeah, dude. It's, it's been the best. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. so this is the Hum After Dark After Show. Um, all things 901. So the... The question that we'll end it with is, what do you love most about making music in Memphis? It's a good question. 
Um, about making music in Memphis, I would say there's a there's definitely a, a sense of pride when you when you live in Memphis, and it's a pride that I've never felt anywhere else. That's for sure. It's just something about when you're in Memphis, you know, you are proud, and when you're when you're from Memphis, you're you're just proud and. And I see that in every Memphis musician too, like in their, you know, just how proud they are to be from Memphis. And like the history here is unreal, you know, I mean, you cannot beat music history in Memphis, really. I mean, it's just, there's so many different facets of this. It's roots. You know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's nuts from the rock to rap to the blues. I mean, you, you name it, there's just like legacies here after legacies, you know, and it's just, it's really honoring and humbling to work in this city, you know, and because, um, you know, they always say if you can make it in Memphis, you can make it anywhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then that, that's another like we any Memphis musician just has an instant connection and bond because we all understand that Memphis is the most overlooked city because of the talent that's just. The raw talent that's everywhere in the city. It's, the whole city is raw, man. It's unreal, man. Like, yeah, yeah. And anything anyone does here, it's just good. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it's so that's I, mul it, that's many mediums too. Yeah, yeah. Ex yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, just, not music. even just music. No, absolutely. And Some that's that's why it goes back to the pride, man. People just are proud to be in Memphis, and we we take take a lot of pride in our work and and where we're from, and you know our roots essentially. So it's it's a. Uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. <laughs> well, I think that that sums it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Drew, for coming in, talking to us, playing yeah, the man. set. It was awesome. Absolutely. Enjoyed it. Really excited to release it to the masses. Yeah. This has been the Hum After Dark After Show. Um, you can find all the content on our YouTube page, Facebook, and Instagram, Station 8 Productions. You can check out the website, www.station8productions.com. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all.